0: Today, we're joined by Rosalind Santa Elena. I don't think she needs any introduction, and she's a great peer and a mentor in the RevOps field. So, Rosalind, I'd like to welcome you to the RevOps Review.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Super excited to be here and have the conversation with you.
0: You know, when I first met you, I believe you were at Clary. I would love to, and and then now you're running your own business as a solopreneur. I'd love to hear that journey from, you know, a go-to-market operator to transitioning to an independent owner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, You know, I I probably have a little bit different story from everyone else because everyone else probably intentionally said, Hey, I want to leave my job and want to be, you know, on my own. I did Quit my full time job and go on my own, but never really um, imagined myself as a solopreneur. I took a stab at doing a little bit of consulting for a firm and realized very quickly that, hey, you know, why should I be doing this for someone else? I probably should just go out and do it on my own. And so started doing it. And I think really my the intent of going out on my own was really to be able to bring. Um, revenue operations to more organizations, but also to more people and to really help, you know, similar to you, I think we've both been on sort of this mission the last four or five years around trying to elevate RevOps and go to market ops and sales ops and marketing ops and, you know, whatever flavor you want to call it, but really operations as a function, but also help elevate the people in these type of roles. So I've spent the last, you know, 20 plus years, as you know, in, in different operations roles, lots of different companies. And now I've kind of taken my experience. Um, definitely doesn't mean, I tell people, definitely does not mean I know it all. I'm learning every day. I think you and I were just talking about before we started recording, I learned something new. Both of us learned something new today. Not related to operations, but we can get to that later. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, being able to just take my experience and be able to help others um, maybe skip some steps, you know, uh, learn from my mistakes and really help kind of accelerate their career and accelerate their business.
0: Yeah, I reflect on that so much. I've been in the RevOps space myself for about 10 years originally as kind of running the data and analytics side of the revenue teams Mm -hmm. and moving into sales operations. And along the way, I thought, the role was one thing, but as soon as I've been in the role for three to <laughs> six months, I find it's completely different. Hey, Jeff, we're doing comp plans, but I need you to be in charge of Salesforce now. Like, oh well, I've never logged into Salesforce. So I have to go learn that. And hey, we have these metrics with this ERP. I need you to connect the backend data. I'm like, I've never done that before. <laughs> I gotta go learn something new. So- Yeah, I think that's uh, what makes know, operations- these, You've been a part of these sorry, communities. Uh, you've been a part of yeah. these communities uh, with- a lot of revenue operators, sales executives, you run your own podcast. One thing I think is really powerful is that you help shepherd and manage a community for revenue operators by revenue operators. So I'm curious what that's been like for, for, for you and also for your members.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so similar to kind of the solopreneur journey, I think, you know, I've never really thought about starting a community, um, but so many people ask, you know, where's the best place for me? What's the best community for me to join, to really learn about revenue operations and really help grow their revenue operations um, career and their journey. And there's so many great communities out there. I mean, we belong to a number of them, both of us, great communities for different things. Right. And I think revenue operations Um, although there are communities dedicated also to RevOps as a profession, I really wanted to find a place where we were the entire core of the community versus kind of a small corner, you know, shadowed by all the sales and marketing and customer success and all the other people. You know, oftentimes operations, we are the small corner in an organization and in a company, and then we're oftentimes the small corner in a community as well. So really wanted to put RevOps in the center of a community, um, creating the RevOps collective community was really meant to be a, a place where RevOps professionals can really come together in a small, knit, tight-knit community, meet other people who are like-minded um, and kind of in the same similar space, and then really learn from each other. And so it's dedicated to really growing, learning, and then sharing um, all about revenue operations. No pitching. You know, there's no salespeople or marketing people. I love them just like you love them. Um, but there's place a time and place for that, right? For them to kind of learn about how to sell to us and learn about what we care about and our persona. But the community is really meant for a safe place for us to talk about some of the challenges that we have and then be able to learn from each other and really help each other. And as I always say, you know, it's very therapeutic. So I always talk about ops therapy, you know, when ops people get together and talk about something, that empathy and that immediate understanding, just the expression on someone's face when you talk about forecasting or lead least scoring or comp plans or anything, right? When you start talking about these, that expression of empathy that comes across everyone who's kind of been there, done that, and being able to really learn from each other and grow. So that's kind of the intent of the community. It's been a lot of fun for sure.
0: That I always think uh, if go to market were like this neighborhood, the RevOps channel is like the coolest speakeasy in the corner <laughs> no one ever knew about, but now everyone's lining up and trying to get in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> well, That's
0: I right. think the Ops Therapy hashtag is probably one of the best hashtags to follow on LinkedIn because I think folks, and aside from yourself, other folks have been putting it on there, and I can tell you the number of like stories, war stories or battle scars that we have, they make for great stories to share over a drink at that speakeasy that we talked about.
1: Yep. Yep. 100%.
0: So uh, you mentioned that you're offering some coaching services. I think that's actually unique because I think you're one of the first, probably the first person on LinkedIn that I know about that's kind of offered what, what is coaching. And I'm curious, like why people come to you, some of the benefits for it, and then how that's changed over the last say two years. In terms of why coaching might be needed in this market,
1: yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I, I selfishly, I love this part of what I get to do. I feel so just incredibly lucky and. Oh just humbled by it, but also just really, really fortunate to be able to do this. Um, You know, if you think about, and this is something I tell people, there's tons of sales coaching programs, right? How to be a better seller. There's lots of books on how to be a better marketer, right? You can go get a degree in marketing. You can really learn. There's lots of content and training and courses available. Um, But there's not coaching, or I should say, there's not a playbook for RevOps, right? There's not just a book that says, okay, go do these 20 things every day and you're gonna be successful in revenue operations, right? Because RevOps is so incredibly broad and it requires so many different you know, skill sets, knowledge, expertise, and experience that having you know, somebody who's kind of coaching you but also advising, guiding, and really being your champion has been super powerful right when you come into revops um, because we've all landed in operations from a different place right we all started somewhere different nobody grew up thinking oh i want to be in revops right as a kid maybe your daughter or maybe mine will but <laughs> (laughs) Nobody else, probably. So you think about their starting point is always different where they're at today in terms of what they're facing, you know, the challenges that they have um, are going to be different. And then where they want to go is going to be very different, right? In terms of where they want to grow their career, whether it's moving from a small company to a bigger company, or maybe growing into like a VP role, or maybe it's moving into a CRO role or CMO role. The point is that it's um it's different and it's very personal to each individual. And so the the benefit of the one-on-one coaching has been really, we talk about anything, right? Nothing is off limits, whether it's tactical learning, technical learning, strategic learning, you know, that's all good and, you know, part of the, part of the coaching. But there's also the aspect of how do I position myself? How do I drive value? How do I, you know, show the impact that I make to the business. And then there's also the leadership aspect of building and scaling a team and hiring a team, as well as, you know, building your career, right? Half of our job is communication, driving alignment, trying to get our stakeholders buy-in, you know, that change management side. So there's definitely no shortage of areas to be able to dive into. And most ops folks are, they're a team of one, or maybe they have a big team, but they don't have, um, you know, necessarily a rev ops guide there right they can learn from their sales leader or their marketing leader but it's not from an operations lens and so what i'm what i've kind of set out to do is really use my experience to be able to help guide those operators through whatever challenges they're facing, right? Like we were talking about before, I mean, sometimes it's work-life balance, sometimes priorities you know, setting boundaries. But a lot of times it's how do I navigate internal stakeholders and manage up and manage down and build a team, right? There's just no shortage of topics. So the idea is to really leverage my experience to help them, one, validate what they're thinking, that they're not crazy, and that their challenges that they're facing are, pretty common to you know really help validate that what their, their way of thinking is probably the right way. But here's three or four things that maybe they haven't thought about that they should be thinking about or three or four steps ahead, what you're gonna be encountering and how to deal with that sooner rather than later. Um, so the idea is really just to help folks grow, accelerate their career, make less mistakes and really just learn from me.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, as a solar operator, at uh, several companies. I think the number one thing that I've always faced with is, you know, how do I make sure that we can get to a place where augmented capacity is going to get us to where we need to go as quickly as possible? And that's starting with a future state working backwards to the current state. What's that gap going to look like? And then what's the willingness Mm -hmm. of the organization to invest to get to that eventual roadmap? Because oftentimes I think they'll bring in one resource and say, we're done. Call it a day. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Let's bring in this admin. Let's bring in this RevOps director. Let's bring in this marketing ops manager. And our all of our problems are going to solve. But what you end up hap, what ends up happening and I find is you start turning over rocks and you find you know little things in the area. You're like, oh, here's a process that hasn't been documented. Oh, here's a process that's missing. Oh, and uh, everyone knows your capabilities. And all of a sudden you find yourself in back-to-back meetings all day and you don't have any time to squeeze out any work anymore. And so... You know, but you can almost get in this position where you need more resources than you originally thought. Um, So I'm I'm curious with your coaching clients, you know, how do you like what's a typical form of how do I show impact? Like what's kind of a tactical thing that you've shown your your, your patients or students or mentees, like how they can get through that?
1: Yeah, you know what? And a lot of times, I think people overcomplicate things. It's kind of like process, right? People think, oh, it has to be this really fancy, you know, um, lucid chart, or you know, whatever. They think it has to be a very um, something super complex. When, when you think about it, if you start just with the basics, and then build off of that, right? You need to start somewhere. So having that foundation. So when I think about driving impact and just positioning yourself to demonstrate the value that you bring to the business, even thinking about everything that you do during the day, whether it's you know, one time projects, you know, and one time tasks, short term projects, or maybe longer term initiatives. How does that tie back overall to the go to market goals, right? In the strategy, everything should tie back. And if it's not tying back, even if it's like six layers away from it, if it's not tying back, it's probably something you shouldn't be focused on. But if it, but there's some way to always tie back what you're doing and then to measure, right? We always talk about if you're not measuring, then you don't know whether it's being effective or not, right? And so even something like if you're implementing, you know, you're rolling out a new process and you think that, oh, this is just a very tactical thing. But how does that process impact the business, right? Even if I think about rolling out, I don't know, something super, super tactical, like rolling out an additional field in Salesforce to capture some piece of data, that piece of data, how does that impact the reporting? How does that give us insights into what we're trying to achieve? And then how does it tie back? right, to the overall goals of driving better efficiency. Maybe it's reducing the forecast cycle. Maybe it is just, you know, five layers away from just creating that new business, right, and helping or helping retain business. But however that is, is always demonstrating that, making sure that you understand how it ties back, but also communicating and documenting how that ties back to the business for everyone to see, right? Make it visible, have it available to everyone so that they know one, how you're impacting the business, but even what you're working on and how things tie back to what, you know, the key initiatives of the company. And then it also helps you obviously with the roadmap prioritize. And there's so many other um, benefits of doing that, but just always being, I think, intentional about showing how what you're doing today no matter how small or how big, ties back to the overall company goals.
0: So what I find is what ties all that together is the cadences. So Mm -hmm. there's obviously the cadences for the business and those happen on a regular basis. So like a pipeline call or forecast call. But I think what's missed and maybe not documented well either are the internal RevOps cadences. So for example, I have little little reminders on my calendar or blocks that say, You know hour and a half on friday friday evenings or fr- sorry friday afternoons go and talk about the do the weekly recap what how did pipe gen go yep. you know what meetings are coming up what's your forecast get your forecast call in before it locks on monday and then you know little things as well thinking through how do we communicate our sprints we tackle 20 little tickets but no one cares Added mm-hmm. did this field, <laughs> change this validation rule so like what's the so what like what is this drive towards right like give the highlights And then if anyone wanted to see the detail, you could give the detail, but I don't think anyone will actually look at those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Having the detail. And I think that, I think just the over-communication, right? Making it visible, communicating, and just getting, like you said, into a cadence of communication is really important, right? Letting people know. Because otherwise, a lot of us, you know, operations, we tend to be kind of heads down. We just do our work and then we just assume everybody knows the impact that we're having. And then we're surprised when we don't, we aren't able to hire additional resources or worse, people start laying off, you know, RevOps professionals. So...
0: Well, I think if everything's not documented and you lay off a revenue ops professional, you are losing a ton of institutional knowledge, likely, and you're now pushing the burden onto the remaining team members and I think what we're finding or I'm finding with peers that I'm talking to or they're overwhelmed, right? It's yes. okay, I need to reverse engineer a lot of this that was missed. And it's because the pace of growth over the last two years was tremendous for many of these companies. And there wasn't a lot of time to maybe step back and hey, let's document some things. But speaking of documentation, you launched this new repository or feature. Uh, you gave it a name. I'm curious what you call it, and you know why did you end up launching it? <laughs>
1: yeah, this would be telling you how I'm not a marketing person per se. It's not my thing. It's I literally just called it the RevOps Resource Center, and it's really a place uh, within the community for all of the members to have access to around just playbooks and frameworks and templates, but also blogs and articles and, you know, reports, industry news, you know, all types of things that hopefully will be able to um, be used by the members to really get a step ahead of, you know, whatever they're working on. Um, And it's selfishly, you know, as I mentioned before, it's really kind of a it's a brain dump kind of place for me and for other members to be able to say, Hey, here's something that I use that worked really well, or that helped me and be able to put everything in one repository. So that's easy to find. And it's that's actually awesome. categorized and across the funnel, literally by the customer lifecycle.
0: <laughs> I can imagine you when you're meta tagging these documents, your eyes lighting up <laughs> like, Oh my God, it, it should have this label. <laughs>
1: yeah everything's got to be organized you know it's that ops mindset
0: well i i think of your resource center and like in my mind i visualize this uh the library of alexandria with torches on the side of it and it's just waiting for a RevOps resource center brought to you by an insert sponsor so this is a plug for anyone listening if you have any money go out and get rosalind's resource center under your name Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. That's awesome. Um, I'm curious if the members in your community have also contributed to it, right? Because, you know, I I know you're voluminous and and, and prodigious with your workload, but I'm curious if your team members are also contributing to it in an open source fashion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty new. I literally just launched it. And I think it's, you know, because I've been work, it's kind of been a work in progress for so long. Um, and I've been working on it and I finally said, Oh, you know, you know, it's kind of like that ops mindset of it. It's just never good enough. I just need to get one more, one more thing in there, one more thing, you know, keep building, but had to kind of step back and remind myself, it's like, everything's iterative. It's going to continue to build and improve and we'll optimize later on. So let's just get something out. And so, so it has been there literally just launched this week. Um, I do expect that, you know, the members will also contribute because there have been quite a number of, at least a handful of members have approached me and say, hey, I have this great, you know, X, whatever thing, and where where can I put it? And I'm like, oh, just share in the community. But now that they've shared it, I need to kind of go back and make sure that I get all of that into the, into the resource center. But that's the beauty of the community, right, is for everyone to just kind of share and be able to you know, share some of their learnings and then help others, but also be able to access that information too. So they're not recreating the wheel every single time.
0: Well, I think you're building something unique for the RevOps community that they're going to find useful. I think starting out with your personal branding and the Ops Therapy hashtag, the podcast, (laughs) and now you're launching these resources, these assets that I think people can move into and find immediate value with the RevOps Collective, your coaching, and now your RevOps Resource Center. I'm curious if you were to go back and give, you know, younger Rosalind some, some advice, what would that be?
1: Yeah. I always tell people, I think the one piece of advice, um, well, I have a lot probably that I would go back and you know do differently. <laughs> right? Everybody has that. But I think the one thing that really sticks with me the most that I wish I had done, well, actually two things. Can I have two things?
0: Yeah, you can have as many as you want, (laughs) Rosalyn.
1: Okay, Okay. I've got two things. One (laughs) is I wish that I had asked for help more often, right? And I think that many of us feel like, oh, we have to do everything on our own or, oh, we can handle it. Oh, just one more thing. Oh, you know, we, and we're afraid to either ask for help because we don't want to appear to be, you know, like. I don't know, weak, or I don't know, you know, whatever that reason is, we just don't feel like we need to ask for help or we just feel really like, oh yeah, it's fine. I can handle it until we can't, right? And I think that I wish that I had early in my career really leaned on others, you know, sought a mentor or a coach or, you know, someone to kind of help guide me because I feel like I would have been able to probably, exactly like we were talking about coaching, skip some steps, do less trial and error, maybe less mistakes made and really accelerate my career faster. Which is one of the reasons why I love coaching is because I can see these folks kind of, I see me and some of these people, some of these professionals, um, and really wish I had had that lending hand right, to kind of help. So one, definitely my advice is seek out mentors, seek out coaching, look for resources, you know, be part of communities, how, whatever, you know, is um, compatible with your lifestyle and sort of what you like in your personality and you're comfortable with, but just go out and lean on others and don't be afraid to ask for help. And then the other thing I would just say is that, you know, I was talking about kind of being comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's another thing I wish I had done more often. And that would have been more often taking risks, you know, maybe stepping out of my comfort zone to say, you know, yeah, this is really stretch for me, but I'm going to go ahead and try it because the worst that could happen is what, right? That, okay, I just didn't do a good job or I embarrassed myself or whatever those things are. And I wish I had done that more often because later on in my career, I started doing that. And that's when you really grow. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but it's so true, right? Getting out of your comfort zone is the are the times when, I grew the most uh, professionally, but also personally. So I would definitely say that would be my other one.
0: That's fantastic. Fantastic. Two pieces of advice. I wish we had more time (laughs) to give more, more gems, obviously. (laughs) But where can the listeners find out more about you and where can they connect with you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, follow uh, follow me on LinkedIn, but also go to the RevOps Collective um, website. Um, that there, you can learn more about the coaching. You can learn more about community um, c- consulting and just more a little bit more about me. I'm always happy to, um, you know, take a call. You can book from my website. You can book a free consult just to chat about any topic. I'm always willing to chat with folks.